Listen, welcome to the Purposeful Living Podcast, where it's all about encouraging women of faith to continue moving forward in purpose despite the uncertainties of life. I'm your host, Lisa McPhail. Join me each Tuesday for empowering and encouraging truths to help you on your purposeful journey to victorious living. Listen, welcome to another episode of the Purposeful Living Podcast with yours truly. I'm super excited, ladies, that you have joined me for another purpose-filled week. I'm telling you, where is the time going? Time is truly flying by. And so, ladies, let me just say thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in each week. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for leaving your reviews. I'm telling you, it's greatly appreciated. And the one thing I'm so encouraged by this podcast is that lives are truly being changed and it's on purpose. And so I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you.org. Say I do. (laughs) Well, listen, ladies. I have another exciting show in which I'm excited because I'm always excited, y'all, about the Purposeful Living Podcast. And I thank God for my special guest who stopped by on a weekly basis just to bring some encouragement your way. And it's all about purpose today, ladies. Oh, I have some goodness with me today. Purposeful Living Podcast. Welcome my special guest, Miss Rebecca Seawards. Hello, hello. Hey, Miss Rebecca. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Mrs. Lisa. I'm so excited. Thank you, girl. Listen, I'm excited too. I am so excited that I follow you on social media. Um I love your content. I love how you're all about encouraging, Um, you know, just your platform is so inspirational. And, you know, Rebecca and I, we met at our uh, good friend, uh, Miss Queen. (laughs) We met at her event. Uh, It was the WIF gathering and we were on a panel together. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yes, Miss Rebecca, ladies, listen, her wisdom and her insight today will encourage you greatly. And this is one show I guarantee you, you're going to go back and listen to again, again, and again. Well, without further ado, what is the title of our show today? The title of this episode is The Purpose of Healthy Self-Esteem. Isn't that good? Oh, the purpose of healthy self-esteem. I'm telling you, we're going to get into it. But before we do that, let me just, uh, let me just brag a little bit about Miss Rebecca. (laughs) Can I do that, Miss Rebecca? (laughs) That is completely fine. (laughs) Thank you. You are so welcome. Uh, Rebecca Wirtz is a PhD student at the University of North Texas studying counselor education. She is also a national certified counselor through the National Board of Certified Counselors. She holds a provisional license 
under the supervision of Dr. Kimberly King in the state of Texas. Rebecca believes the therapeutic relationship to be a safe space for individuals to be seen, heard, and known without judgment. Her areas of interest include women's emotional health, wellness, self-esteem, trauma, and undeserved populations. In her spare time, Rebecca enjoys writing, spending time in nature, and spending time with family and friends. Purposeful Living Podcast, again, help me welcome Rebecca Wars. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so honored to be here, Mrs. Lisa. Thank you so much for having me and for creating a platform uh, that propels women in their purpose and encourages them along the way. And so I'm so honored to be here with you today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rebecca. I appreciate you for that. And I just, I, I just love what I do and it's on purpose. And this is what God has, you know, called and created me to do. And um, it's just wonderful how God will just even drop different people, you know, in my spirit or in my heart. And I'm praying weekly. Okay, God, who's the next guest? Who should I have? What? And then God is like, Mm -hmm. go get this one, mm -hmm. go get that one. And so I'm so delighted that you said yes, but I know that I, you know, read only a brief snippet of who Rebecca is, but I would love for you to share with the listeners a little bit more about you and what you do. Certainly, certainly. So, um, yes, I am an advocate for very passionate about mental health and wellness. And a lot of that stems from my own personal experiences, which do frame a lot of my professional experiences. But um, a little bit about me, I am originally from a small city called Glendale, Colorado, which is in Denver. And I have been in Texas for 15 years. And I earned my bachelor's of arts in psychology from the University of North Texas, Goldman Green. Yeah, Loved it so much. <laughs> yes, loved it so much that I decided to get my master's in counseling. And that has led me to pursue my doctoral, my doctoral degree in counselor education. So all of my degrees are pretty much from UNT, <laughs> including <laughs> the one that I'm currently pursuing. Um, and it's interesting how I even got to that place. Um, just growing up in the area that I did, um, I really didn't um, have access to counseling. I really wasn't sure what it even was until I got to college. Now, I know that sounds silly probably to hear from someone who's a professional in the field now, but um, <laughs> it just wasn't something that was common in my community um, and in growing up. And I distinctly remember my first counseling class um, that I just took because I needed an elective. And that class led me to another class that mm. led me to another class that led me to really seeing the value and the benefit of um, mental health and wellness and counseling. And so um, just kind of coupling my, my personal experiences um, and how it's kind of framed my professional experiences, it has been just beautiful to watch and it's hmm. a testimony within itself especially coming from a space where I struggled with self-esteem and I struggled hmm. with my um the perception that I had of myself 
And I know we'll talk much more about that as we, you know, continue on, but um, it makes me very passionate to, it's the fuel to my fire really to work with clients, particularly women um, who are experiencing darts towards their self-esteem, mm. whether it was from their upbringing or from trauma or yeah. from, you know, messages conveyed by, communicated by society. And so- uh -huh. Yeah, that's just a little bit about me and what I do and why I do it and um, what my hopes are as I continue on my journey. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rebecca, you know, for for sharing that and, you know, what you do and, you know, how you grew up or where you grew up at. And I just think that is just so wonderful. And um, so moving forward in our uh, topic today about uh, the purpose of healthy self-esteem. Uh, I wanted, and the, and the reason why this topic came about is because of a conversation that you and I had. And I want to uh, share the scripture um, in order for us as women of faith to have that proper perspective of ourselves, to have that healthy self-esteem of ourselves. It's important to get God's word on everything in our life. It's because of him that we live, move, and have our being. And so it's important that we get his word and what he says about us. And uh, the scripture for this episode is Psalms 139, 14. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. So with that scripture, what would you say, Rebecca, is the purpose of healthy self-esteem and how did it help you operate in your purpose? Uh, Mrs. Lisa, I love that scripture and I appreciate you for sharing that. I'm so glad that the Lord laid that on your heart um, because he laid that on my heart as well. <laughs> um, so um, just to, you know, kind of go into that a little bit further, um, as I mentioned, I grew up struggling with my self-esteem and it took my mom actually um, encouraging me to recite that scripture um, every single day. So she would have me recite that in front of the mirror. And really with self-esteem, you know, we, we, as you mentioned, we go to God's word to see what he already says about us um, and to kind of tear down the lies and the labels that have, you know, formed um, the way that we see ourselves or the beliefs that we have about ourselves. And um, I like to even take it a step further to say that as important as it is to rehearse that, we also have to believe it. And sometimes that can be hard when we are constantly hearing things from society and from, you know, other people and let's throw in social media for kicks and giggles and all these things that contribute yes. to how we see ourselves. But self-esteem is really important to purpose because we have to be able to have a healthy um, perspective of how we see ourselves. And self-esteem really is um our confidence or the subjective view of ourselves, our worth, um, how we see ourselves, how we see our skills and our abilities. Mm -hmm. And so if we're going to operate in purpose, um, we are um, needing to go back to God's word to see what he says about us, believe what he says about us so that we can confident, confidently pursue our purpose. Yes. Um, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the purpose of self is, you know, that healthy self-esteem, again, is getting God's take on how he sees us, you know, 
his word. And I love how you said how, you know, we already deal with enough with our self-esteem. And so I want to later ask you about what is low self-esteem because healthy self-esteem, you know, we need to define that. What is healthy self-esteem? What does it mean to have that? And then what does it mean to have low self-esteem? So let's talk about those quickly, because then that way, once you hear the difference between healthy self-esteem and low self-esteem, it'll it'll let you know what area or what column you want (laughs) to reside under (laughs) in life. Right. Right. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So healthy self-esteem essentially is having an, uh, what I would like to say, an appropriate or um, a, a, um, yeah, it's like an appropriate kind of self-assessment of how you see yourself. So um, how do you see your skills? How do you see your abilities? Um, being able to, you know, navigate in a way that is um, where you're not, of course, walking around as if you're grandiose or superior uh-huh. or better mm-hmm. than anyone, but then you're also not putting yourself down or minimizing yourself or minimizing your accomplishments and the things that you have achieved. Uh-huh. And so you're able to just have a helpful, healthy perspective on how you see yourself, how you show up in the world, how you navigate through your, you know, um, experiences that yes. you have had as it relates to whatever life circumstances you have, because the truth of the matter is, is life happens. We're going to go through things that are going to not always be easy. They're going to be challenging. They're going to be difficult. They're, they're going to challenge us in, in, in a way. And so um, it's important to um, have a confident view of self um, yes. so that you can kind of navigate you know, what you are being presented with. And when you have a scene that's low, Mm -hmm. um, you don't value yourself as much. You don't recognize that's, that's what I was trying to get to recognize. You don't recognize your worth um, because it's been, you know, just again, just, just tainted by the views of society or tainted by or tarnished by, you know, what others have said, or the decisions that were made, you know, when you were younger, or, you know, the um, things that have happened to you. And so when you're constantly being hit with all of those things, it can kind of start to diminish and um, decrease that self-esteem and that self-worth. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, and I like what you were talking about, you know, the, the healthy self-esteem, you know, what is that? It's, you know, basically it's the confidence, you know, it's how we feel about ourselves. Like we said, our skills, our abilities, you know, you have a proper perspective of, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm created to do. And this is what I can do, you know, and, and having that positive belief about yourself, no matter with your your flaws, you know, you learn to, for me, having a healthy self-esteem is I embrace my flaws in everything. I embrace mm-hmm. all of that. And I'm still good with that. You know, I think mm-hmm. about the scripture, Philippians one and six, where it says, uh, being confident of this mm-hmm. very thing. But the key word is confident, confidence. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know, confidence that he that has begun a good work in you, he will complete it you know, until the day of Jesus Christ. And so with that, 
having a healthy self-esteem and you and I, we had a, a conversation on the phone last week about there's a difference between confidence and cockiness, you right. know, meaning that, you know, so let's talk about that because you have to differentiate what that is to have that healthy self-esteem. And right. are you being confident or is there some conceitedness, you know, the cockiness that's going on with this? Yes, certainly. Yes. And um, it's such a, a fine line sometimes yes. I feel as if because uh, part of it is in, is internal. So again, how do you view yourself? How are you seeing yourself? And then the other part of it is external. What are other people saying or how are they perceiving you? And, you know, you, I, I, I can't help but to think about, you know, the question of like, who do you think you are? Or, you know, she thinks she's X, Y, and Z. And so when you're hearing that, um, if you are confident about yourself, you can know that you're not shaken by what other people are saying. I know who I am and I can be confident in that. That doesn't mean I'm exuding this superior, you know, um, aura or I'm not acting as if I'm better than, any, than everyone else. Um, but when you hear those things and you are not as confident, it, you start to question yourself. You start to wonder, well, who am I, or mm -hmm. am I doing what I need to be doing? Or am I, you know, am I too much? That's the question mm -hmm. I always had growing up was, I'm too, like feeling like I'm too much, like mm -hmm. I'm too expressive, I'm too bold, I'm too whatever the case may be. And when we shrink ourselves for the comfort of someone else, oh. um, that really does become detrimental to our esteem, which then, um, you know, impacts how we navigate in purpose, how we see our purpose, how we walk in purpose. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, with being confident versus cocky, someone can be confident and bold in who they are mm -hmm. and still be humble in that. Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't mean that they are conceited, um, whereas you may have individuals who may be conceited and mm -hmm. um, we kind of talked about pride and humility, and I'm sure we'll get yes. into all of that yes. um, as well, um, that can be prideful in what they do. Mm -hmm. And um, again, have it in, in that sense, it's still in, um, an inaccurate view of self because mm -hmm. now you're thinking that you're better than everyone else or you're thinking mm -hmm. as if you are um greater than you know who God already said that you are so if that makes sense um oh. I think there is definitely something that differentiates between those two mm, I love how you you know stated that Rebecca um and you did say because it is a very fine line you know, and in Christendom, you know, it's so important that uh, we ask God for wisdom, you know, because if you're struggling with self-esteem, as we all have struggled and some still struggle, and we still have areas that we struggle in, but still mm -hmm. making sure that we keep, okay, God, you know what, even like for myself, my low self-esteem uh, that the Lord delivered me from was you know, my low self-esteem because of my body image, you know, me mm -hmm. being the only plus size person. And so in my family, so I'm like, okay, God. Uh, so when I'm on a diet, you know, I was always made to feel that if you stay on this diet, if you lose X amount of weight, and if you look a certain way and can wear a certain type of clothing uh, size, mm -hmm. then you are accepted then mm -hmm. you are loved you are but no 
when God came and I asked him to deliver me from low self-esteem, he began to let me know that every time you speak against yourself, you are speaking against my creation. Mm. Oh, yes. And then he said, that's powerful. That. And then God said, whether you are a size two or a 22, you work it and be the best you. Yes. That's that healthy self-esteem. That's the yes. confidence that comes from the Lord. And, you know, but when we think of ourselves on a pridely level, that's where Paul comes in at in Romans 12 and three, when he says, now hold up, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing it now. Yes. <laughs> don't, so I don't want no Bible scholars coming for me, but you know, Paul <laughs> said, you know, <laughs> hold up. Don't think of yourselves more highly than you ought to think. Now, don't get, mm-hmm. don't, don't get the game twisted. <laughs> right, right, right. So, to me, that would be an unhealthy self-esteem of ourselves. Like you said, when we feel like we have to build ourselves up by putting others down. Right. Yeah. And so, um, oh, this is a good conversation because, you know, we could talk about self-esteem. All day. <laughs> Oh, there's so much to it. Yes. It is so much to it. And Rebecca, let me ask you, how does the purpose of having healthy self-esteem, um, how did that help you operate in your purpose effectively? Oh, that is a good question. And yet I am on this journey continuously, yes. but I'm so glad you asked that. Um, so as I shared earlier, growing up, Uh, growing up where I grew up. So, I mean, it's interesting. I shared this last week, actually, um, on my social media, like the the odds were stacked. Okay. Like (laughs) my zip code, my gender, my race, everything that I saw in my life pointed to statistics or pointed to, um, I don't have the, um, things that I need to get to where I want to go. Um, Everything about where I grew up or where I'm from says I'm not going to be, or I can't be, or I feel as if my experiences growing up disqualified me from my aspirations or from what I wanted to do. And so, like I said, growing up, I didn't know much about counseling. I wasn't really familiar with the field. I wasn't really familiar with you know, the importance of taking care of my mental and emotional health and wellness. And so when I got to college and really, it's like, I really just see it as like, this is my calling. Yes, it's my profession. Yes, it's my career, but it's really a calling. And it's really beautiful to see how the Lord orchestrated um, and really just honestly kind of pulled back the curtains, right? Just show me what he was doing because he writes our story. Um, he's alpha and omega. I mean, he he's there from the beginning and the end, mm-hmm. and then he helps us navigate the the middle, right? And so, um, and so, really coming across uh, the field through classes, and then you know pursuing my degrees and my um, and, and getting further into the profession, mm-hmm. I had to get to a place where I had to recognize this is what uh, God is calling me to. And here's the skills, here's the Mm -hmm. gifts, here's all these great things. But I also need to recognize within myself, 
that I am who God says I am, yes. even if I do have a counselor head off, even if I do have whatever capacity or role, um, whether I'm walking in that or not, like I had to have a, again, a proper perspective of myself mm -hmm. so that I could confidently move in those roles and capacities. And so for me, self-esteem has been so important for me to continue to build so that I can walk into those roles yeah. and not shrink mm -hmm. and not um, make myself more platable um, or dilute my, my power or my uh, potency for the sake of others, which mm -hmm. I will raise both hands and say that I've done before. And it doesn't serve purpose. It, it, mm -hmm. I'm reminded of Matthew chapter five, verses 14 through 16, where Jesus is talking and he says that we are the light of the world, a yeah. city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. And he kind of goes on to say, like, when you put a lamp in a home and you turn it on, it lights, it lights up the room, it illuminates the room. Um, and he says, just as that lamp, us, let our lights shine so that men can see our good works and glorify our father mm -hmm. in heaven. And I had to recognize what glory am I bringing God if I hide? What glory am I bringing God if I shrink myself? Mm. What glory am I bringing God if I conceal the things that he has called me to confidently do, mm. or if I conceal my identity mm. for the sake of other people's opinions or, you know, trying to please others? Because I'm just going to be honest, the things that God called us to do, first of all, it wasn't a conference call. He didn't have to get approval <laughs> from anyone else. <laughs> okay, like. He did not have to get approval for it from anyone else for him to say, this is who you are in yes, me. These are the gifts that I'm giving you. This yes, is the measure of faith I'm giving you. This is the, um, you know, the roles or the arena or the industry I'm going to place you in to advance the kingdom. And so there wasn't a conference call when he did that. And um, in that regard, I don't have to seek other people's approval to do what the creator of the universe has already called me to do. Um, and I say that now confidently, but that's not always where I was. I really did, um, you know, I, I really did shrink myself to make people, are they going to like me? Or let me hold off on doing what I'm called to do just in case, you know, or let me kind of get some other insight. And please hear me. There's nothing wrong with getting wisdom and surrounding ourselves around people who are going to encourage us mm -hmm. and to give us the tools necessary to do what we need to do, but to try to get people's approval for something that I'm already approved of, um, it's not, it's not helpful at all. That doesn't bring God glory. And so mm -hmm. when you talk about self-esteem and purpose and how I got to that place, once I recognized, okay, this is the field I'm going in, or this is the arena I'm going in, or this yeah. is the area that I'm going to be, you know, working in. I had to do a lot of self-work and ask myself, do I know who I am, whether I have these, these roles or not, or these you know, um, capacities or not? Do I recognize my value? Do I know who I am? Do I love who I am? Do I recognize my value? And with that now, do I know how to access my purpose? And I think that's the journey I've kind of been on even this month, mm -hmm. um, just sermons that I've been listening to um, and just spending time, you know, reflecting over who I am and what mm -hmm. I've been called to do. Listen, Rebecca, I, there were so many mic drop moments as you were 
Listen, when you first of all, you messed me up when you said um, God, he didn't have a, it wasn't a conference call about your purpose. You know, he wasn't saying, I need to gather some other people to discuss with them what I'm going to do with you. And then I need to get their buy-in on what I called you to do. Uh, yeah, no, ma'am. And no, sir. <laughs> and so, and I think when we get that healthy perspective of God's word, what he says about us, what he thinks about us, I believe, and I'm talking to the counselor, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm Lisa talking to, to, to the expert now. <laughs> Do you think that that plays a role in mental health, you know, having that proper perspective, the way God sees us, because, you know, mental health and it's, it's real. And I'm so grateful for this month because this month is dedicated to men mental health awareness and especially mm -hmm. in Christendom, somehow, some way people have told us along the way, we got to pray it away. We got to read this, you know, we got to quote the scriptures on it. We got to fast it away. Now, yes, now we do have to do these things in our Christian life, mm -hmm. but counselors are here for a reason. They are in the earth for a reason, just like doctors, lawyers, every, we go see everybody else when we need help. As a Christian, mm -hmm. I, I believe in faith. I believe in healing, but I show enough, thank God, my endocrinologist. <laughs> 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 You see what I'm saying? So as a counselor, because like the word of God says that in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. So talk to us about how having a healthy self-esteem helps with our mental health well-being. Oh, there's so much in there that you were sharing as you were asking that question. And I just automatically like three things popped up in my head, but, <laughs> but um, kind of starting off with the, you know, statement you mentioned with being told, oh, pray it away. Like I understand there's a lot of cultural factors that also kind of tie into this and um, being told, you know, pray it away. Again, we don't neg negate prayer or, you know, whatever spiritual practices that we engage in, but um, it, being one that did that and was still frustrated with like, okay, it's just not what my emotional turmoil or my, mm -hmm. my, in, my internal pain is not going away. And so it can be very dismissive to tell someone, just pray about it. You wouldn't tell them that if they broke their arm and needed to go to the doctor and yet we you know kind of dismiss that with just pray about it and then there's a frustration that starts to you know come up and happen because someone is praying it away and they mm -hmm. still feel like it's it's not enough or then they start to question their you know level of faith mm -hmm. or they start to question am I you know does Am I being heard? Am I not praying hard enough? Do I not have enough faith? I'm praying, but something's not changing. And so it's, I'm a huge advocate for, you know, yes, you can believe what you believe and you can go to therapy and it doesn't make you less of a Christian or doesn't make you less of a person of faith just because you engage in, in therapy. And so with, with self-esteem and mental health, 
again, how you see yourself is going to, so a lot of the work that I do is, is really helping, um, you know, clients with kind of exploring what are their belief, what are their core beliefs? And so what are the beliefs you have about yourself, others, the world around you, your future, and how are those beliefs impacting your thought patterns, your behavioral patterns and responses? And is it in a way that is helpful or is it in a way that is unhelpful? And so a lot of the work I do is kind of exploring and identifying those beliefs. Where did they come from? Um, Again, whether it's messages received while, you know, growing up or messages from society or, you know, just experiences from the past. And so it plays a huge role um, Mm -hmm. in mental health and being able to kind of start to peel back those layers um, of what you've once believed and see, is it giving me the results and outcomes that I want? Is it yielding the results I want? If I'm constantly believing that I'm not enough and I walk into spaces where I withdraw or isolate or I, you know, shrink myself and I get anxious and I don't say anything at all, or I begin to self-sabotage, those are things that kind of start to look for and then start to address what changes can be made um, and do so in a way where, you know, we are confident in those changes that we make and we're confident with how we see the world and how we see ourselves and how we navigate, you know, the world and and our social interactions. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I wholeheartedly believe that self-esteem plays a significant role in our mental health and that you can go see a counselor and it doesn't mean that you're any less than yes. <laughs> or seeing a counselor. Yes. Thank you. You know, I, I thank you so much, you know, for sharing that, um, Rebecca. And the one thing too, that I, I, I've heard you say a couple of times too, about the importance of not shrinking ourselves down. Um, basically we are, we dumb ourselves down or we dim our light at the sake of making others feel comfortable, you know? And so, and it's like, no. And and like you said, we've been there. I can hold two hands up. I've worked in places where I had to shrink myself down. I had to conform myself into their image of what they wanted to see of me. And like you said, it doesn't serve purpose. There's no purpose in that. Because what I realized when you do that, you give people the power over you. And then once they're done with you, then they discard you like you never existed. And so now you're feeling, then you open yourself up to the feelings of I'm worthless. I'm hopeless. You know, Mm -hmm. nobody wants me. You know, you start feeling shame, but it's like, no, no. When you get God's word on what he says about you and how he feels about you, then you can start seeking him. Will God put me in the places that will promote my growth? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, so good. That's so good. And, you know, I think back to, because as, you know, King Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. I mean, yes. we can go literally to Genesis 3. Um, and you see the one thing I learned, uh, one thing that I have learned um, just in my spiritual journey is that the enemy's tactics and plots and plans 
really aren't that different. It's not, it hasn't changed. Um, it may look different because of where we are in society, but his overall goal we know is to steal, kill, and destroy. But if you go back to Genesis 3, the question, the first question he asked Eve is, did God really say? And you can even see how that is, at least I can say for me, mm-hmm. that's the question that I'm still, that many of us probably are still plagued with. Mm-hmm. Did God really say you are X, Y, and Z? Or did God really say that you will be X, Y, and Z? And so um, our minds, I mean, we have to be so, you know, the Bible talks clearly about guarding our hearts and making sure we guard our minds because our minds, I mean, that is, if we don't, if we are not, guarded, if we are not uh, sober, you know, minded, if we are not careful, it's very easy for him to come in and say, did God really say, Mm -hmm. you know, and so um, something that I've done when I start to get that question, um, did God really say, are you sure? Because then we start second guessing, like, well, wait a minute, maybe that's what Eve did. She was like, well, actually, so he was able to get her through getting into her mind mm-hmm. and asking her certain, you know, asking her a question. And so I've learned to combat that with the word of God to say, no, this is what God says. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am the righteousness of God. I am joint heirs with Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I am, you know, fill in the blank. And so yeah. um, I believe our mental health, it's so much more than just and I'm so thankful for my generation and how we're becoming so much more open mm-hmm. to it, but it's much more than what we, I think that we think it is. And it's yes. really important to really be on guard with our minds and be intentional with what we listen to, what yes. we feed ourselves, yes. um, you know, mentally, emotionally, what boundaries are we placing around our mental, emotional um, health to make mm-hmm. sure that we don't go down in a spiral of thoughts and mm-hmm. overanalyzing and overthinking and, and all of the things that can kind of come up. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think all of that's very important. You know, when you were, you were talking about that and how it's so important what we put in our mind, um, I know that you talk about in one of your areas of interest uh, with your counseling services, uh, you talk about, um, how you're about women's emotional health. And then even uh, let's talk about briefly about the, the, the traumatic experiences that one um, that they go through in life, you know, dealing with trauma that can affect your self-esteem as well. And so how do you help one, first of all, to let them know they can overcome the trauma and then begin to build that healthy self-esteem. How would you talk to that woman today? Yes, yeah, so um, trauma is so complex. There's so much that goes into it. And I think sometimes when we think about trauma, we might think about one particular situation or event, uh, but trauma is really anything that can take a huge blow to our emotional, you know, um, wellness, things Mm -hmm. that we weren't expecting, whether it's grief and loss, whether it is, you know, um, intimate partner violence or family violence, whether it is, I mean, we can just even think about where we are right now being a year and a half in a pandemic that's traumatic. It's so changed our world and how we navigate this world. 
you know, looking at the things that have happened in the social political climate, those things are traumatic. And so it is something that can be over that we that we can overcome. Um, but there are things that um, are important when navigating that, or at least I can speak for me, I'll take my look, I'll take my counselor hat off and speak to me like um, being one that, you know, experienced just from, you know, being kids and, you know, you have bullies and you, you're taunted and things like that. And so um, some of the things that I have found to be helpful is to, of course, yes, um, rehearse the word of God, speak the word of God over my life. Again, being this, being careful of what I listen to. So um, not feeding myself messages that, you know, degrade women or that um, degrade, um, you know, any part of my identity. So of course, rehearsing God's word and then also surrounding myself around um, community or yes. the environment where my gifts can thrive, where I am valued, where I am seen and I'm heard. Yes. And so that's one thing that I, like I said, I'm very passionate about doing even just in the counseling room, making sure that um, one can come in and be unapologetically themselves yeah. and authentically themselves without feeling like they have to put on airs or put on a mask or a facade um, so that they can be seen as, you know, who they are and appreciate and embrace who they are. Yeah. Um, and if there's areas of their lives that they want to focus on or improve upon, then we can, you know, explore those areas. But like I said, focusing on the word of God, rehearsing the word of God, putting myself in, you know, a thriving community, whether it's other women or, you know, church or just a place where I know I'm going to thrive. I can say now just being in my program, like I feel like I'm in the place where I'm thriving. And so yes. being very intentional about where I surround, where I place myself and where I'm surrounded and I do want to kind of put a caveat there because I completely understand that, especially if there is a um, situation where you're not easily able to leave an environment that's unhealthy or unhelpful, um, then that you have to kind of rework, you know, okay, what can I do within myself? What are yes. the tools that I can pull upon and have? Though I can't change the situation around me, I can kind of start to change my outlook in the situation, you know, in my, in, within myself. So those two for sure. And of course, I'm going to say therapy, um, yeah. going into therapy to kind of do that work of that internal yeah. change. So those are the three things that are, um, I think very important and knowing that you're not by yourself, um, mm -hmm. trauma, like I said, it's, there's so many ways that, you know, one can be traumatized and so it's important to be able to um, know that you're not by yourself and that you have a powerful story and that you're able to um, overcome those, those barriers. Wow. Oh, Rebecca, that is oh, this, you know, spending time just talking about this, you know, um, it's so important to me and not rushing through, you know, the content. Of course, there's still so much more. But, you know, our time, oh my goodness, is definitely winding down. I'm like, no, I don't want it to be over. <laughs> but just, just what you shared, you know, I pray that someone somewhere is being encouraged. They're, you know, they feel hope, you know, coming alive in them and to say, hey, I'm not alone. And you know what? I can develop this 
healthy self-esteem and I can operate effectively in my purpose. And so with that being said, Rebecca, please share with my listeners how they can connect with you and just to keep hearing your words of empowerment and encouragement. How can they connect with you? Sure. So um, I'll share uh, my um, personal Instagram. It is at Rebecca Christine.xo. Um, and if you don't mind, I don't mind sharing a little bit about why, why that's my Instagram handle. Sure. Um, so this is something that I realized um, as I have navigated my own journey of having a proper perspective of myself in relation to who God says I am. So my name is Rebecca Christine, and that essentially just means captivating follower of Christ Jesus. And I found that to be so beautiful um, because I got, I got interested. I was like, what is the Hebrew word? My name, my first name is Hebrew and my middle name is Greek. And I was like, what does this actually mean? And when I saw that, I found it to be so beautiful because that is who I am. And through that, once I know who I am, then I can again, know what my purpose is and even if it's not all revealed to me Mm -hmm. I know who I am in Christ and so when there are darts and lies and labels that try to attack me I can say no but this is who I am Um, and so I use my first and my middle name um, just based off of the actual meaning and it has just changed changed and transformed my life so tremendously as it relates to the outlook that I have Um, so that's my Instagram and I post just encouraging messages um, and just inspirational information Um, so you're more than welcome to connect with me there Yay. Awesome. Awesome. And I'll be tagging her so you can connect with her and follow with her. And in closing, uh, Rebecca, I would like to know, and I, and this is what I ask all of my guests, because I think it's so important, you know, for the listeners to know what encouraging and empowering truth can you share about having healthy self-esteem in every area of life? I love it. I love it. Um, your past does not define you. Um, it can refine you. And that's something that I always walk through, um, you know, just in every area of my life of just remembering that, yes, the past happened, whether it was things that were thrown at me or things that I, you know, um, decisions that I made. So I would say the same to the listeners and your ladies who are listening. Um, Your past does not define you, um, yet God uses those things to refine you and to um, perfect you and um, make you into the beautiful woman that you are and um, the things that you thought disqualified you or um, said that you weren't going to be enough. Those are the very things that can be the stepping stones for what God is calling you to do. Um, coming from someone who struggled with self-esteem and is now empowering other women to yes. walk through um, boldly and confidently in their identity. And so um, nothing um, is wasted with God and uh, what he decides to do with you and your purpose. And I just pray that you are encouraged as you continue to learn more about yourself, embrace yourself and be authentically and unapologetically you. Mm. Miss Rebecca, Ooh, Rebecca Seawards, y'all. I thank you. <laughs> That's who she is. <laughs> That's who God says she is. And so <clears throat> I thank you so much for stopping by today, for sharing uh, your heart about the purpose 
of healthy self-esteem. Thank you so much for stopping by. I appreciate you. And as my listeners know, I always close us out in prayer. And so listeners, as you're listening today, if there was something in this episode that resonated with you or you have a comment, please leave your comments, uh, share, subscribe, um, and just leave the review so that we know that this podcast is really making a difference. And again, Psalms 139, 14, ladies, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. And I know that full well. Father, we just thank you for this time together. We thank you for the discussion of the purpose of healthy self-esteem. Lord, we know that our self-esteem comes from you. Help us to see ourselves the way that you see us. And Lord, the areas that we need help so that we can have that healthy self-esteem, we ask that you would help us today and every day so that we can effectively operate in our God-given purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you again for having me. This was a true honor. And I'm so excited to hear about the lives that will be transformed from our conversation today. Thank you. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you. Love this episode of the Purposeful Living Podcast? Head over to wherever you get your podcast, subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Don't forget, join me next week for another Purposeful Living episode. Thank you so much for listening. BYE.